0: First coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host Kyla from
1: Boston. Today we'll be talking about Avatar: The Way of Water. Till. Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. First, we'll be reviewing Avatar The Way of Water with Gianna and Catherine. Hi. Hi. Hello. So, Gianna, what are your overall thoughts on this film?
2: I honestly enjoyed this movie. I thought the animation was really nice. Well, the CGI. And I like the messages, and I like the character development, and... It was an overall nice movie.
1: Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Catherine, anything to add to that?
3: Basically what Giannis said, uh, the animation or the CGI was absolutely like spectacular. It was really amazing to see more of uh, Pandora. Uh, we could explore more of that. So that was really great.
1: Yeah, I've seen the first one, but I have not gotten a chance to see this one yet. I'm definitely excited to see it, though. Um, so, Catherine, what do you think is the um, storyline of this film?
3: Jake Sully, uh, which is the human who transformed into a Navi person, uh, and his now-wife, Natiri, are uh, back for the second movie, and they now have four kids... But uh, with the unexpected return of the uh, wicked Colonel Korich, uh, who's brought back, quote unquote, as a Navi impersonator, along with his crew, uh, the Sully family uh, is forced to flee the forest and explore other places uh, on Pandora, their home planet.
1: That sounds like a really nice storyline for a sequel to such a successful original film.
3: It really is interesting uh, just because you get to see a whole part, a whole new part that you didn't really even know existed. Uh, So it was really great to expand on that. Yeah, definitely.
1: So, Gianna, have you seen the first Avatar film?
2: No, I actually haven't seen the first Avatar film. That's why I was like wondering when I first got the assignment, I was wondering, like, would I have to watch the first one? And I didn't actually get the chance to. But... I eventually caught along and I just enjoyed the movie even though I didn't see the first one. I think I might see the first one now because I really enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if like the second one made you curious about like the first one and like wanting to go back and kind of see like the origin of the story.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So Catherine, I know the runtime, like you said, it's definitely a commitment. Do you think (laughs) that there's enough action and new material to keep it
3: moving? I do think that there is enough action, but there's also enough time where you can, you know, go to the bathroom and, you know, it it has enough. It's a movie where you can stay and watch, but you can also leave and not be too super behind, but there is a lot of action. It's almost endless action, I would say. Uh, So I think it does keep you interested uh, for the, the runtime that it has although you might you know have to go to the bathroom if you drank too much of an icy or something
1: yeah that definitely sounds like since it's such a long runtime it would need to have like new stuff and constant action to kind of keep people intrigued and wanting to keep watching so Gianna, were there any... You didn't see the original Avatar movie, so was there any aspects that was, like, hard to understand? Or do you think people could go into this one not having seen the first one and still fully enjoy it?
2: Um, like, parts in the film, they were kind of, like, references from the last movie, but just, like, not too much for you to be confused if you didn't watch the last one, which I didn't. And when they set those references, I'm like, huh? But... I just kept on watching it and you won't get it too lost if you watch it.
1: That's good. Yeah. I, I definitely think that some people like, especially of a younger age group who might not have seen the original one might just want to go right into the second one without having seen the original. So, um, Catherine, were there any aspects of this film that didn't quite meet your expectations?
3: really know what to expect. I think I'd only watched a teaser trailer and I didn't really know what to expect. So, I think it met up to my expectations uh but I think that it was just different than I thought that it would be.
1: <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that I haven't seen it yet obviously, but I do think that like it could be as like similar to the first one or they could have like changed a lot of stuff especially considering the title is The Way of Water, so less do with the sky or with the water, I assume. (laughs) You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, Till, Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. Right now we're continuing reviewing Avatar The Way of Water with Gianna and Catherine. So Gianna, I know that Avatar is kind of known for having amazing visuals. So did you have like a favorite visual or landscape throughout the film
2: uh yes my favorite visual of the film is definitely all the action-packed scenes like the fighting scenes or the scenes where they're under the water i really think they did a phenomenal job with the cgi in this film it's amazing honestly
1: yeah that's definitely I, I am hoping to go see it, and I that's definitely one of the things I'm most excited for, just, like, being able to watch it and experience it. Yeah. So, Catherine, do you have, like, a favorite or most relatable character that helped you to kind of, like, yeah. relate to the movie? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I would say my favorite character was probably Took, which is the youngest child. I mean, she wasn't—she was kind of relatable. She was just a silly, sassy, younger sister that was really adorable, and I thought she was super cute. I don't know about relatable— but she definitely I was really like I I thought she was really cute when ever whatever scene she was in I guess.
1: Yeah it's always nice to have a favorite character where you're just like excited for any scene where that character pops in. So Gianna if you could work on this film in a cast or crew is there a specific character you'd want to portray or a job behind the camera that you'd like to do?
2: Um, I would probably, I will probably either want to work on the CGI because like I said before, it's really good. And, or I will also want to work on the script because I like the plot that they did. And I think those two aspects make this the great film that it is. I definitely think that it would be so
1: cool to take part in either of those jobs. Catherine, would you have a specific job you'd be? interested in taking part in
3: cool to be on the other end of that and actually be acting because you have to put on the weird cgi suits it's not you have to you know they have all the wires and everything it would be a little odd but i also think it would be a really interesting and different experience and i think that that would be making it very fun
1: yeah i think honestly working on any part of this film would just be an amazing experience Gianna, do you have a favorite scene or moment? You had already mentioned how you liked the action scenes in terms of visuals, but I didn't know if there was like a specific moment that you really enjoyed.
2: Well, a specific moment in the action scenes, I like the underwater fight where, because because they're like forest people and they don't really know how to like swim. So when they learn, it's like, you're on the edge of your seat because you don't know if they're about to drown or not because they're not used to this. So you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. And it I wanna say it looks really realistic because you don't just go to the underwater and you see a bunch of blue people fighting, but it looked really realistic like there was actually humans doing it.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a nice, best part of the film. What about you, Catherine? Do you have like a favorite scene
3: or moment? For sure. Yeah, all of the underwater parts are really cool. I really liked it, it gets explained in the movie, but there are these kind of whale like creatures and you kind of bond to them. Uh, each person has their own one that they bond to. And I loved when they got to introduce them and you got to see uh, all the little cute little whale things.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. Do you think that this movie, Gianna, worked at a fast pace, a slow pace, or do you think it was, like, a perfect pace? Because I know it was such a long runtime.
2: I feel like three hours is a very long movie. And I don't want to say there was, like, unnecessary parts, but there are, like, some parts where, where if you just t- took it out, it would be a shorter movie, and you wouldn't miss anything, and it would be the same great movie it already is.
1: Yeah, I when I saw the first one, I definitely thought like the visuals were amazing, but at some points, I think that they could have like cut down the runtime a little bit, but it was still amazing. Yeah. Catherine, are there any visual effects besides from um, just like the typical, like the world of avatar CGI that were like stood out to you?
3: They looked, even though they looked, I mean, fake, cause they're not, on our earth but they looked really realistic for pandora i guess i would say and also i know this is technically the backgrounds and everything but the water it was so realistic and so pretty and all of the honestly all of the settings and uh like places that they were were so 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 phenomenal
1: definitely so gianna what is your age recommendation and star
2: rating I give this film a 5 out of 5 stars, and I recommend it towards ages 12 to 18 plus adults.
1: How about
3: you, Catherine? 15 to 18 plus adults, uh, only because I think that people who are sensitive towards maybe violence or animal violence specifically would not enjoy this as much. uh, But honestly, it was a really great movie aside from that.
1: And Gianna, where and when can we watch Avatar The Way of Water?
2: You can watch The Avatar Way of the Water now in theaters.
1: I'll definitely go check it out. This has made me very excited to go watch it.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
5: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies.
6: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview
1: is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla, from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, Till, Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. Next up, we'll be listening to Benjamin's interview with Jalen Hall and Daniel Deadwire about Till. Hello,
5: this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I'll be interviewing Jalen Hall and Daniel Deadweiler, who play Emmett and Mamie Till in the new film Till. How are you both doing today?
7: Doing great. (laughs)
5: So first and foremost, how did you both get involved with this movie? Oh,
7: uh, well, I'd say uh, in the traditional manner for both of us auditions. um, Well, beforehand, I got a script and I said, oh, this is Till. Okay, so, you know, you're going to read something that's going to take you through a harrowing experience. But it's through the POV of Mamie Till, um, who led. Way in making sure that people are aware of this story, uh, t- were aware of the experience of, of, of her son and her family in 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 bringing this this tragedy to the light. To galvanize um, Not just a national But a global Understanding Of what was happening To black people In the south At this time And I I auditioned Like twice There was an initial one And then there was A, a second one Where we dug the uh, director session Is what we call it And dug into Some meteor parts And And then they were like We want you to take This journey with us And I was like Oh snap Yeah, yeah. Um,
6: So Pretty much the same thing But I, I think I auditioned Like Audition a lot more yeah I I think so because it was like a very long period of time where where, you know what I'm saying we were just talking um but it was like it was a long process but I didn't actually we didn't they didn't I didn't know what the project was for I just Mm -hmm. read the lines
7: oh okay. yeah
6: so not until I think my second one where I knew what I was going out for Um, but I could tell that it was you know a certain gravity in the script, yeah, and that's what kind of drew me to it. And then we had to read together. Yep. Yeah. So that was my third. And then one, they I were
7: think. like, "Oh, okay." And then the day you and your mom came. Oh
6: yeah, I thought they that thought was it was, was another <laughs> audition,
7: but it wasn't. It was an
5: offer, the real deal. And yeah.
7: It was so beautiful when he um, when they learned it because they yeah. both just were so happy and crying. Mom, and then he came over and he hugged me and the next thing you know they put on some music and we go go dancing <laughs> yeah yeah it was, <laughs> it was a great moment he just had the spirit you know of him
5: and that joy yeah so I know you auditioned over Zoom at some point which I did. having seen this movie I'm just kind of uh, amazed by like mm-hmm. what were the challenges of trying to sort of capture the essence of a role like this that is so like present and emotional but through a, a, a virtual session
7: yeah so the initial is just a Mm self-tape and and so the director session that i was talking about was specifically um the moment where Mamie witnesses uh his his body after Mm -hmm. coming back from mississippi for the first time and there are no words right there are literally no words there are spiritually no words that can go into to to taking on such a um, such a challenge, such a a devastating kind of, a, of thing, and so it, for me it was living purely in Mamie's words. Mm-hmm. She has a memoir uh, co-written with another author that, and she has about two pages where she literally talks about what it was to go through that experience, to have a kind of detachment mm-hmm. or si- a scientific approach to going into it, as she spoke of it, and and just looking at him from head to toe so I I that that was what the director session was and and our director Chinoya and I we we went through that a couple of times in that session and that was like a settling into understanding the, the like the full breadth of the the emotional journey to a certain degree of what I would have to go through yeah 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 which is I mean you're you're fearful in doing something like this because you know it's going to do something to you and you can't you can't skirt it right you have to just be into you have to go fully into it you have to understand the hurt appreciate the hurt you have to understand and appreciate the joy you have to understand and appreciate the community building that happens mm-hmm. through all of the trauma and yet remember that you are telling a story of joy because this is about remembrance of him and and activating yourself to move forward in a, in a new light and encouraging others to fight in a new light as well
5: yeah
1: you are listening to kids first coming attractions today we're talking about avatar the way of water till matilda the musical and fantasy football right now we're continuing listening to benjamin's interviews with Jalen hall and daniel deadweiler about Till.
5: and can you, can you guys talk about what you remember from that read you had together and like at what point did you realize we're probably gonna be in this movie uh, together. Do
7: you remember the read? I do. <laughs> what do you remember about the read?
6: Um, I remember when I went into it, it's like, she has a very crazy spirit. Like she's <laughs> super fun and funny and amazing. And um, when I was in there, you know, vibing with her and you know, uh, the personality, I felt good, and mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember the day I was. Um, I was in my grandma's house, and I, I think yeah. That's
7: apropos. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was. In, I was in
6: Atlanta, and um, I hopped in a Zoom with her, and it was just amazing. It was a great time. Mm. So I didn't know that you know, I, I was going to book it at that time because I still had my fingers crossed. <laughs> but I just knew that, you know, being around her was a great thing. Uh-huh.
7: and I know he was fun <laughs> yeah. I know he was completely utterly fun he said something like you know Miss you know Miss Danielle you have a beautiful smile and yeah, I was like, like oh, oh now you did it and, and, and then we had the scenes we did the scenes where we were singing together
6: oh yeah I uh, was about
7: that yeah well it's old school stuff yeah. and like you hadn't ever heard it before so it's you know it's Emmett loved Dizzy Gillespie. Um, and there's another song. Well, that's the only one we did. So it's a Dizzy, Dizzy Gillespie song. And, you know, finding the rhythm and this stuff, you know, that feeling to it. And I helped him to it. I coached you through it. Mm-hmm. So we had a good time trying to figure that out and playing with that, which, you know, which I think is a mother-son dynamic that uh, Emmett and, and Mamie had. They also had a kind of brotherly-sisterly dynamic as mm-hmm. well, which... Mm-hmm we were able to like like find that too so they were you know it's 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 for me it was the super fun stuff yeah you know and doing that audition was completely you know lighthearted and fun and then doing this work together being with him were opportunities of levity for me
5: mm-hmm. and how important was it for you to find that dynamic um Especially in contrast to the later scenes in the movie, where it's no longer present.
7: It's 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 the lifeblood, right? Yeah,
5: to keep you from
7: falling into. Um and staying in the darkest of places uh we have fun in between setups we had i i mean i know i like to sing different songs people will tell you don't listen to them it's not true (laughs) i sing gospel music sometimes (laughs) um but it's it's just imperative to know because there is joy in between sorrow Mm -hmm. um and it's not about like just wholly staying in that place it's about uh, understanding the full humanity of of these people—that's what we want to. I, I would think that that's what Mamie wanted a film to be made for, yeah. to to remember that there is joy and love, and that's what we're fighting for. Mm-hmm.
5: If you could show, if I, if both of you could show this movie to Mamie Till, uh, what's the first thing you'd ask her when the credits roll? I would
7: say, I hope you witness the love that you hope. To share to the with the world in in what you see today you know that's i think that's the root of everything of why she did what she did of why this movie is the core of what this movie is a love story between a mother and son and so that's what i would offer to her
6: yes um did you say tell or ask i'm sorry <laughs> uh ask ask yeah thank you okay well, i told. Yeah. <laughs> either, either one works. Either one works. Um, I
5: think
7: that
6: one thing that I would ask her, which is something that a lot of people ask us, they're like, um, what do you want this movie, what effect do you want this movie to have on the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can give our, you know, explanations and our opinions like left and right, but from the person who really started it, and like, if, if she was here in this era and everything going on, what would be her answer to uh, wanting the world to feel from this project?
5: And uh, lastly, welcome to D.C. Hey!
6: Um. <laughs> my first time in yeah. Washington
5: welcome um uh, is there anything you guys are dying to do while you're here
7: well you did what i want to do already what was that you started walking through the national uh, african-american oh. museum oh yeah and we had a panel there uh, earlier today i i just want to go through it i have not been in it i have not like it's 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 something you you know it's like two miles worth of walking yeah. and experiencing african-american history and so I intend to do that when I come back again. Well, and it's
5: easy, It's usually the newest Smithsonian, too. So, mm-hmm. um, well, thank you both so much for talking with me today. Uh, Till is in theaters October 14th and expands nationwide in the weeks after. Uh, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First signing off. See you next time. Bye.
1: Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
0: and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org
6: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, Till, Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. Next up, we'll be listening to Benjamin's interview with Alicia Weir and Emma Thompson about Matilda the Musical.
5: Hello, this is Benjamin Price, and today I'm interviewing Emma Thompson and Alicia Weir of the new Netflix movie, Matilda the Musical. How are you both doing today?
4: Good.
5: Uh, so first of all, uh, Miss Thompson, you play Miss Trenchbull, and Miss Weir, you play Matilda. These are characters who are butting heads pretty constantly throughout the film. But I'm curious, what is the one thing that you both admire,
8: most admire about each other's character? Mm. Well, good luck with that one for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I most admire Matilda's sense of justice that sense, which I think is intrinsic to so many young people, Um, that sense of what is not right and wrong in a kind of black and white way, but a kind of instinct about when people are doing something very unfair. I love that about her.
4: Um, I love how strong she is um, and brave, but although she's really, like, strong and brave she's really kind and she's got a good heart and she just her way to life is books and reading and i just love her courage and how how she's really kind to everyone around her but she's just trying to put things right for herself
5: uh miss thompson you've talked a lot about especially with your recent roles how you've been able to bring more and more of yourself into them uh i'm curious with a character like Miss trunchbull what parts of yourself
8: did you bring um I I actually, one of the things I like about acting is that I like to leave myself very much behind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't bring myself into. But that's my job, really, is not to bring myself to to, into the character. So that's the joy of it. You get a bit of a holiday from yourself for a while. Um, So, so for me, the real excitement is to create someone who's literally the opposite to me. Um, I mean, I'm kind of gibberingly empathic which is not a good thing actually because you just can't bear anything happening. if anyone's crying i'm "I'm going to do something about it which can be really annoying um and and trunchbull has just sort of crushed every moat of sympathy or human milk of human kindness inside her. she's just sort of got you feel like her heart's probably about that size Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean all dried up yeah like really tiny yeah um, so, yes, so, so so it's the opposite actually. I like being as different to myself as possible. That's the fun of it. Well,
5: and did, did the sort of apparatus you had with this character and the level of detail in terms of the exterior sort of help put you in that headspace?
8: Very much so. I always say six people created Tranchable. I just happened to be one of them. <laughs> you know, the prosthetics people, makeup people, costume people. It was a huge undertaking.
5: Miss <laughs> Weir, what, what what would you do if you were granted Matilda's extraordinary abilities uh, for one day?
4: I would, because I like, um, I live in a different country and all the kids that I worked like that were on the set and they live over here, I would make, like move them closer so I could see them more. And like all of my friends, I could see everyone. Um, and like, Probably like little things. If like I was sitting on the couch and I didn't want to go over, I'd make my eyes bring it over for me so I could didn't have to move. So I'd start off by bringing my friends closer and and then little things.
5: I think you could get through. I think you could get through all that in one day. Uh, and finally, before I go, Miss Thompson, what advice do you think Nanny McPhee
8: would give Miss Trunchbull on child rearing? <coughs> Um, I think um well first of all I think she'd say you really need a good therapist. Like <laughs> now. You need to be in therapy every day for the rest of your life. Um that's the first thing, because you've got to start with yourself. Because sure. Trunchbull, Trunchbull simply shouldn't be let anywhere near a child ever. You know. So she's got to deal with her inside child first. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think she missed her by a
5: couple of decades, unfortunately.
8: I think she did.
5: Well, <laughs> Thank you both so much for talking with me today.
8: It was lovely to meet you.
1: You You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, Till, Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. Right now we're switching over to review Matilda the Musical with Micah. Hi, Micah. Hi. So what are your overall feelings on Matilda the Musical?
9: I think that Matilda the Musical was... Very nostalgic because um, so many people have seen Matilda as a young child and have kind of grown up with her story. So I think that it's great for the new generation to be able to have that type of experience as well. So definitely a nostalgic feeling.
1: Definitely. I actually saw the original Matilda film. And then when I heard that the Matilda the musical version was coming out, I was very excited to
9: watch it. Exactly. Me too. I was like, okay, a musical. I wonder what this is about.
1: Yeah. So can you give us an overview of the plot of the films for those of us who aren't familiar with the original Matilda story?
9: Yes. Yeah, so Matilda is um, the retelling of um, the 1996 film Matilda. So it's about Matilda, who's a young girl with a very vivid imagination and she meets this teacher who's very kind and loyal name is Honey. So Matilda finally gets to go to school because, and she's so relieved because her parents are kind of neglectful and really don't have her best interest at heart. So it's great for her to kind of get away from that. But when she gets to school, she quickly finds out that it's not really what she expected because the school is run by a very aggressive and merciless principal named Miss Trunchbull. So she has to rally all the kids together and try to get them to fight back against her. But it's not easy since everyone's practically scared of her.
1: Yeah, I really love the story of Matilda. I think it's so empowering and inspiring,
9: especially to kids who might be in a similar situation. Exactly. It's kind of relatable in a sense for some. And that's probably why it can become a family favorite. Definitely. So, you said you've watched the original
1: movie. How do you think this compares in terms of um, musical versus non-musical and just,
9: like, a newer version? I I really enjoyed the musical because I like musicals myself. Um, people may enjoy the original just because a lot, a lot of times people enjoy the musical better than the remake and also some people just don't prefer musicals. But I thought it was a really good um, retelling of the story. Um, but If you haven't watched the original Matilda, um, Matilda has telekinesis um, almost, and she really takes time. And there's a montage in the original that show her developing that skill, but they don't really show it as much in in the musical, which I felt kind of it could have been a little bit um, more prominent because it was such an important factor. But other than that, I really, I really enjoyed the songs because they kind of moved the story forward, and it wasn't too long, but it didn't feel like it was too incomplete.
1: I definitely agree about that point of how it could have been a little bit more, like had a little bit more focus, especially given how much emphasis was put on it in the original movie and this original book. Exactly. So, did you have like a favorite song? Um, in the film, I really liked the Revolting Children
9: song personally. Yes, absolutely. The songs were all great and everyone had a great voice, um, but definitely Revolting Children because it's just very catchy. Like The choreography is amazing. The um, uh, quick changes and note changes and kids are flipping off the lockers. It's just so much going on and it's a really fun visual and also great to listen to because there are also some great harmonies in there.
1: Yeah, it was truly just like a well-rounded, great musically, great visually song and number.
9: (laughs) Right. It's become a
1: fan favorite, really. Yeah. I also really loved um, Naughty. I thought that that was she did a
9: great job with that song. Yes, it was so cute. I would just get excited for her to sing that again. because I was like, this is it was another song that kind of moved the story forward and kind of um, foreshadowed about what she was going to do next.
1: Yeah. So I know that Matilda is kind of like the main character, but did you have any specific characters that were like
9: relatable to you in any way? Um, Well, this story is very fictional, but I I kind of um like Hortensia's character. Um, I'm not sure if I relate to her a lot, but she's kind of like the oldest of the school, the most responsible in a sense, but she still has to keep everyone un- under control while still having that kind of fear herself. So it's nice to see her character, along with the main character, Matilda and Miss Honey, kind of also grow and kind of fight back, along with Bruce and all the other children. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think is the main message or theme of this film? I would say that the main message of Matilda the musical is that if something in your life is hurting you or not adding enough value for you, I think that it's okay to move on and find something better because Matilda, she may feel bad about having to leave her parents or like kind of get away from them a little bit, but it's not, it's not working for her, and she has to find something that works for her so that she can grow as a person.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I also think that um, teamwork is a very prominent element in this film, where all the kids are kind of like working together to
9: overcome Trunchbull. <laughs> For sure, especially in that last number.
1: Yeah. So what age recommendation and star rating do you give Matilda the Musical?
9: I would give Matilda the Musical 4.5 out of 5 stars and recommend it for ages 7 to 18 plus adults because, like I said, it's very nostalgic. And where and when can we watch Matilda the Musical? You can watch Matilda the Musical on Netflix US and in the UK and Ireland cinemas um, now and it'll be coming out on the Netflix UK in summer 2023.
1: Thank you for talking with me today. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Kyla from Boston and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
5: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN get the lowdown on guests new
0: shows and your favorites that's voice america trn to become a kids first film critic visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place
6: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back.
1: I'm your host, Kyla from Boston, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, Till, Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. Next up, we'll be reviewing Fantasy Football with Micah. Hi, Micah.
9: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: So what are your overall feelings on Fantasy Football?
9: um my myself um i think i'm a really big fan of football um i watch so many of the games every week and i dedicate a good amount of time to watching them so i personally love the movie because it's something that i could connect with and i think that even if you're not the biggest fan of football it's humorous enough that you can find something to enjoy in it
1: yeah i'm not a big football fan but i definitely think that this movie seems interesting
9: Yeah, it is for sure. And there's a lot of um, great actors in here that can draw the audience's attention, whether they love football or not.
1: So can you give us an overview of the plot of this film?
9: So um, this movie is based off football, um, about Bobby Coleman, who's an NFL running back, but he's not the best um, because he keeps fumbling the ball, which means losing the ball out of his hands. Um, So he eventually lands himself on the practice squad for the Atlanta Falcons. And he starts to wonder if he should retire from football or keep trying to play because he really loves the game. Um, So he and his daughter Callie get into a fight after um, coming home from one of his teammates' party. Um, and Callie's new Madden game gets struck by lightning because Callie's a big football fan as well. She loves playing Madden. Um, And after this happens, everything starts to go crazy and everything starts to change. And they realize that Callie can actually control Bobby's playing through the game of Madden. So whenever Bobby's on the field, whatever Callie does on the controller for Madden, that's what Bobby does on the field. So he has to choose if he can use this to his advantage or if it's just going to create more trouble for everyone in the long run.
1: Wow, that sounds like a really well-developed plot. And it also sounds like it has some focus on football, on video games, and on just like general drama and relationships.
9: Right. Like I said, there's something for everyone here.
1: Seems like it. So do you have some favorite characters or characters you can most relate to in this film?
9: Um, Callie is definitely one of my favorite characters. um, But also, I think that the wide receiver played by Rome Flynn, anderson he really helps carry the movie and the banter between he and bobby is so funny and i'm not saying i really directly relate to him as i don't play football but he really wants to be the best and i really understand that feeling and he's just a pretty funny guy and i enjoyed his character so do you think
1: the acting lived up to the full lived up to the full potential of all of the characters
9: I think that since this movie was um, more of a family movie and geared towards kids, it didn't exactly like stretch all the actors to their full potential since they're a lot of them are used to doing more serious projects. So they kind of had to step into a role where they were more humorous and more, um, you know, kind of having their uh, one liners and all of their sarcastic lines be humorous enough to. Um, appeal to children so I think that all of them did a great job but it's not what you'll be used to seeing them in
1: yeah it's always cool how actors are able to kind of just like flip the switch between like serious projects or more serious projects and family films because it's definitely like a different atmosphere and a different goal to work towards exactly so what would you say is the main message or theme
9: of fantasy football The message of fantasy football is one that came really, like, it came immediately to me. Um, Nothing worth having comes easy. Bobby, he has definitely had the worst luck in the NFL because he didn't get a chance to break the rushing record. And he keeps fumbling the ball and he just keeps bouncing around from team to team. But when he finally gets his opportunity, all the struggles become worth it.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like the message is kind of well-represented in the well-developed plot.
9: Yeah, the audience will be able to pick up on it.
1: That's always important in a family film so that kids are watching and learning and developing. Right. So what age recommendation and star rating do you give Fantasy Football?
9: I would give Fantasy Football four out of five stars and recommend it for ages 7 to 18 plus adults. It's definitely one of those family movie night type movies.
1: Where and when can we watch fantasy football?
9: You can watch fantasy football now on Paramount+. Plus.
1: Sounds good. I'm definitely going to check it out. Maybe we should have a family movie night this weekend.
9: Yes, for sure. It's a great one.
1: (laughs) You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Avatar The Way of Water, Till, Matilda the Musical, and Fantasy Football. Right now, we're switching over to listening to Gavin's red carpet interviews about Fantasy Football.
2: I'm Gavin Schuster with Kids First, live at the LA premiere for Fantasy Football, releasing in theaters November 25th, 2022. Let's go talk with the cast and the crew right now. Come on.
6: Uh, what was it like taking on a lead role Bobby Coleman? There were a lot of opportunities for me to show a sense of humor that I hadn't been able to show on a movie before. Uh, There were a lot of opportunities for me to be a Pops, which in real life, I'm a father. How old are you?
2: I'm 11 years old.
6: So I got a daughter about to be 10. So that was beautiful, to be able to bring the fatherhood thing to it and to work with this incredible cast. You play Keisha Coleman in this film.
2: How did you prepare for this role?
7: Well, I'm a mom of two already, but I am not a mom of a teenage daughter. So I tried to think of how I would probably react to my teenage daughter um, and, you know, what stages she's in right now. So I just kind of like listened to uh, Marseille's character, of course, um, on the set and just wanted to like be like really present for my child. Um, in the film and I hope that's what you get from me in the film and definitely warmth because I feel like that's what Keisha brings to this family to the Coleman family is warmth and she's kind of the referee too when it comes to her and her dad.
6: What was your biggest obstacle while shooting this film? Biggest obstacle? Um, Preparing for the film Uh, you know I worked out a lot I had to train on the field I normally I play basketball so uh, on the field I had to put a lot of work in to get my um coordination together so that was probably the hardest thing the
2: biggest obstacle uh, was definitely the rain atlanta has a lot of rain so we had to definitely challenge ourselves with that so that was the biggest obstacle
7: my biggest obstacle was probably being away from my boys funny enough i have two boys i have an eight year old and i have a almost two year old and i think the toughest part was being away from them
2: what was your inspiration behind directing this film
10: um ultimately i wanted to make a movie that everyone could watch. Eight to 80, doesn't matter You know your age, doesn't matter your demographic, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter anything. I wanted to make something that really embodied the sense of family and was funny. And then set in the world of football and with Madden, it just gave us that backdrop that really let it shine through.
2: What do you hope audiences will take away from watching fantasy football?
10: Um, I think that they'll take away one it's a really great time Two, um, that at the end of the day the most important thing you have is family family friends the people you cherish you know and we can do things um, and we can make mistakes along the way but at the end of the day all you really ever need no matter how much or little success you may have if you have people around you that love you and you love and support you that's what's most important
2: That's all for now. Thanks to the cast and the rest of the crew of Fantasy Football for speaking with me today. Remember, the film releases November 25th, 2022. I'm Gavin reporting for Kids First.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press4Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Kyla from Boston, Massachusetts reporting for Kids
4: First.
0: Bye!